Hi, this is Megan from Girls Gone Right. And this is Peyton. And today we have Jasmine Woodson here with us. How are you doing, Jasmine? Hey, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thank you for driving all the way from Cooksville to come hang out with us. And we have a really fun topic for you guys today. But first, make sure you go ahead and click subscribe so you get notified for our next video. And before we get into it, Jasmine is going to go ahead and just tell us a little bit about what she's doing because she's doing a lot for the state of Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I've been with the Blexit Foundation for a little over three years now. Um, and I also work for Tennessee Conservatives Concerned About the Death Penalty, where my job is try to like um, educating conservative and Republican lawmakers on the death penalty, making policy in hopes that they will end it. Um, and that comes from more of a pro-life stance. Yeah. And um, outside of that, I've been working a case of an innocent man who's been in prison for 24 years, serving life without parole. And wow. um, I've been doing that for um, almost three years now. And we have court uh, tomorrow. Wow. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. It's just, it's like this kind of stuff that as you're explaining it, I'm so shocked because we get so caught up in the other news. Yeah. And yeah. the big, you know, national news that you forget things like the, these are going on. Mm-hmm. Right, for wow. sure. Wow. So tell us a little bit about, I guess, about the fighting against the death penalty because this is such a unique thing. I guess I've never truly like heard the perspective and I think you have a really good point that it's pro-life. Yeah. Right. So tell me a little bit more about I guess, like, about that. Yeah, um, so most people are indifferent about the death penalty. No one's, like, super strong, like, for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they might say, like, I'm, I'm for the death penalty. But um, for the most part, people really, especially conservatives, they're like, okay, well, I am pro-life when it comes to abortion. Yeah. Um, does life stop at birth, you know? Um, so yeah. it's really good work. I just left Freedom Fest, and I was able to speak on a panel um, to educate more people. Um, it's very... It's hard because, you know, there there are people's lives and, and it sucks sometimes because people do some horrible things mm-hmm. and I'm not necessarily defending their crimes or saying they should be out of prison, but should the state kill anyone? I don't think so, especially when it takes in Tennessee up to 30 years for them to be put to death. I just kind of feel like it's it's wow. a waste. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That is that's so... That's a very interesting perspective. Yeah. I haven't heard that before. Yeah. And we actually just last week, we were kind of just talking about the Reddit controversial takes Mm -hmm. and one of them being capital punishment. And you see it from a point of view, like you said, it's a really tough crime, like pedophilia, Mm -hmm. murdering and things like that. But when you think of it from a pro-life stance, it changes a lot. And I guess I've never thought about it from that perspective. So that is very interesting. And honestly, I can have my mind changed by that (laughs) because it's just, you don't hear from that side. You only hear one side of things. And this is something that gets buried a lot with other headlines. For sure. And honestly, that's like the number one thing with Republicans for the people who do end up changing their mind. It's because of them being pro-life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that does make a lot of sense. Well, like, wait, we've never, I guess, thought about it from that perspective. No, I didn't. I think it's it's important to have these different types of conversations within the conservative community and within Republicans because- we just don't know. Yeah. We don't know. Yeah. Um, so today's topic, we are going to talk about what conservative girls want in a partner. So a little pivot. Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna pivot 
Although it sounds like you have great experience. So I think we might have to have you on again. Yeah. So we can talk about all of that stuff and we can do more research on that because Absolutely. I would love to change some minds and change my own mind on that one. Uh, but today we are going to talk about dating, which is a topic that you guys seem to love a lot. And our audience on YouTube is mostly male. So we want to just tell you what we are looking for in guys when dating. So Jasmine, what is your number one thing that you are looking for in a man? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, I guess it's tied. I like someone who's very solution oriented. Like I can't have someone who's complaining or always has excuses. Knows what he wants. Oh. Yes. And self-aware. Yeah. Ooh. yeah. Like that's that. actually really good. Like to start off with like, I want someone solution oriented. Yeah. I feel like that's such a good point. And that also just speaks to the fact that they're responsible, right? Yeah. which is something that is lacked in society, especially among men. Yes. They don't want that responsibility. They some men just want a woman that's going to take charge, which is weird. Yeah, it's weird. That's not how well, it's supposed to be. We as women are already so indecisive when it comes to even yeah. just picking what we want to eat. So a man that can just straight up be like, okay, we're going to eat here. Yeah. Even yeah. that so small, it can, it can make it make yeah. 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 I like that. I'm like, why, why would I want someone that's not solution oriented? It's not going to fix my problem. So now we're going to have to sit here and worry about it together. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, I don't know where I want to eat. And then they also don't know. So <laughs> it's just not going anywhere. So I definitely agree with you. Sure. Solution oriented. Yeah. And I think that bleeds into a lot of other aspects too, especially when you're building a family with this partner, mm -hmm. you want a man that's going to take the lead. Yes. You want a man that has masculine traits. Mm -hmm. Yes, And someone who has a vision that you can trust. Yeah. Because yeah. like we need that as women. I don't want to be with someone who doesn't know where they're going in life yes. or, yes. you know, indecisive. Like, no, I need you yeah. to be strong in where you stand and yeah. what yeah. you want. Yeah. Yes. And that, again, I think that's like the, vision thing is something that's lacked a lot among men, not even just men. I would say like a lot of young people as well. A lot of my relationships have failed because mm -hmm. men don't know what they want or they're scared because they might fail or it might not work out. And they're afraid to take that next step of responsibility to right. really stand huge. up, protect and provide because they might fail. So they just don't want to attempt it because mm -hmm. they just don't want that failure. Yes. Right. And, and you're spot on with the whole fear of failure thing. And I think it's, it's becoming so incredibly exponential with young men and men in general are so scared to fail if they don't know what's next. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to have a plan in place. It's okay to have a vision in place, but sometimes it doesn't go as planned. And I think that they get so caught up in being, I guess, perfect that, yeah. that they don't know how to be imperfect. They don't know how to embrace their imperfections and learn from experiences, but they get so caught up in what they failed at they can't look ahead. My dad always used to say, be the best you can be and then get better. Mm -hmm. And I've always lived by that phrase since he told me that when I played ball. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think men need to relax. <laughs> <laughs> you said this before, something about along the lines of the reason why this generation is so complacent and just not driven and not responsible is because they don't have experience. They yeah. lack that. Mm -hmm. They're afraid of experience. They're afraid of getting out there, going in the real world, failing, learning from it. That's what they're lacking. They don't, they're not even going out in the world to even attempt it. Right. And I think men in relationships, you see them hopping relationship to relationship or they just haven't had one because they're afraid of doing it. They're afraid right. of committing to it. They're afraid of getting into a relationship, crossing the things that are hard, facing the adversity and making a relationship work. They're afraid of it. So it just doesn't happen. A lot of the times you go on dates with guys and they're like, oh, I just haven't ever had really a long-term relationship. Yeah. Mm. I'm like, okay, 
why is that though? It seems right. a lot of the times I feel like it is that they're afraid of that commitment. They're afraid of taking that next level or they just hop from relationship to relationship because it takes a lot to stay with someone for a little longer than a few months. Right. It takes vision. It takes the commitment to be able to actually have something of substance with someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, um, I run into with me, like a, I guess a red flag for me is whenever I meet men and they're fresh out of a relationship. Mm. And it's like, why are you even trying, to, trying mm-hmm. to pursue me? You should be trying to work on yourself and, you know, yeah. get over whatever it was with the person. And um, or they're just not, um, I wouldn't say not really ready, yeah. but it's like there's so many options like dating sites and social media. Everybody's like afraid to like commit because like what if the next person's the one, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and that's so true. I think the dating apps have really changed that. It's made it seem like people are so available all the time at the tip of your fingers. So if this one doesn't work out or there's just something that makes it a little harder, you're like, well, I'll just end that and move on. Right. And especially in the sense that when something ends with a guy, they're immediately back on the dating app. Right. And yeah. Ugh, a lot, yeah. <laughs> and a lot of dating is reflection. Like when something fails and it fails for a good reason, you should take time to reflect on that because for sometimes sure. it's you. Sometimes like you have a part to play in that and you have to reflect and figure out how you're going to work on yourself in that way. Yeah. So I think mm-hmm. dating can be a great way to grow and reflect and see the things that you don't necessarily want to see about yourself. Yeah. And when men are just getting right back on the dating app, I've had an ex do that immediately after we broke up like a few days later on the dating app. Mm. And I'm like, wait, we dated for years. Right. Why are you going out and dating? I'm going to take time and work on myself. I know that's like a heavy thing to deal with. Right. You have to deal with a broken heart. You have to figure out what you did wrong, what you can do better, what you can grow from. And that tells me when you're just going on a dating app that you didn't care. No. You're just ready for the next. And you just want someone to fill that void, which is a huge problem. Yeah. And I think long-term relationships, even marriages that, you know, unfortunately end, I'm sure that there are plenty of people out there that in their marriages and then they just jump right into the dating world. They don't allow themselves time to grieve, mm-hmm. especially even if you're not married, you, you yeah. went through a relationship. I mean, I'm sure like you grieve that loss because you spent so much time with that person. And if you don't allow yourself the time to reflect on what you learned from that relationship as a person and then what, you want out of somebody in the next relationship, you're not going to get anywhere. Yeah. You're just going to fall back in your old ways. I think that's a really good point too, that people are just moving on too fast. And I think it comes into like toxic things in a relationship. When a guy does that, you can tell. Right. It's like, he's really needy Mm -hmm. or just very clingy because he was used to being in a relationship Mm -hmm. and now he didn't (laughs) grieve that. And so he's going to move on with you and then just expect that out of you. Right. Or he's just insecure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. From whatever damage that past relationship did, you didn't address it. Now you're just moving right on to the next one. It's not healthy. It's this whole thing of like, it's not healthy to have all of these things so attainable and feel like you can have this at your fingertip and there's no work and effort put into that. Mm, For sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a huge red flag. Something for me, like my number one thing when it comes to dating a partner, and I feel like it is for a lot of people because it's building the foundations, but having someone that shares your values for like Mm. religion, tradition, and your morals, Mm -hmm. because I feel like that's so important. And religion is something that a lot of people on the left aren't concerned about. They're like, well, I just don't 
identify as anything. I'm agnostic or just not political. Right. Um, it always falls into something like that, but you are because politics is what you believe in. Mm -hmm. So everyone's political. Yeah. But when they say that they're like that, especially on a dating app, I just see people not political at all, but those things come up in different conversations. It's, yes. Maybe it's not politics, but it comes up and you're going to find that later on in a relationship. And if you don't see eye to eye, like it's really important to share the same religion. Like you want to build a legacy. You want to build a family. You want to raise generations of someone that right. has these values and morals that you had. And I think that's the best part of a family is that's what you're passing on. That's what you're leaving mm -hmm. this earth is your religion and your tradition. Mm -hmm. uh, so I just think that's like such a big red flag when people say that yeah. they're not political at all. And politics is philosophy. So you believe in something. Right. Or even when, that, when I say they're liberal, it's just automatic. Oh, yeah. automatic. No. Yeah, yeah. that. <laughs> so are you really like <laughs> bragging about it? Because you yeah. put it up there. Yeah. Like, do you know what this means? Oh, <laughs> it's it's the best when you're on a dating app. And I on my profile, it said that I don't date liberals, but then I'll have someone that swipes on me and it says they're a liberal and it has their pronouns. Oh no. Oh, and I'm no. like, oh no. So you're just going to date me, even though I strictly said I'm oh, not no. interested, oh, but you're no. willing to, you're like, you know what, whatever. It doesn't matter. So I think it's kind of crazy that someone's willing, it's fine to be interested in something that's different and you're willing to have conversations about yeah. that. And maybe you'll change your mind on some things. Like right. you do have to have conversations, but it is interesting when people proclaim that they're a liberal, believe in yeah. all of those things and they can marry, date someone that has completely opposite beliefs because I don't know how that works. I feel like a lot of liberals don't really have strong beliefs, like mm -hmm. especially the men. They're not yeah. really like how we are strong and passionate can like talk you up and down about yeah. things. They can't do it. They have talking points and they just like say the things that they think that uh, women Men want to hear. Mm -hmm. They just regurgitate things that they heard. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I don't know. Yeah. Do you guys know Savannah Craven? Yeah. Okay, well, she's like my best friend. And uh, we went, we all went out on my birthday in New York and there was like a gender neutral bathroom or oh, something. Boy. So we, me and her went around asking people like, how many genders are there? Like, what do you guys think? And uh, this Love one it. guy, he was with his girlfriend or wife and oh, he was no. like, um, well, you know, there's, that's really hard to answer, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, look, I was like, you're supposed to be like a strong man for her. I was like, be real. How many genders are there? And he was like, two. And I was like, stand exactly. up and say Why that. are you just afraid to do that? <laughs> exactly. They're afraid to have a backbone because they just don't want to cause controversy. Exactly. It seemed like they were afraid to answer what they really thought because yeah. they probably knew. in the climate <laughs> you're in, in New York, mm -hmm. right. they probably were like, oh, am I, am I being Project Veritas right now? You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> they they bent. Yeah. Which, yeah. as a woman, like as women, we are so strong and independent and in being able to speak on these things. And it's sad to see the lack of this in men. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's so sad to see that they're so scared to speak up. And we experienced this in Dallas when we were doing Man on the Street. Yeah. We were asking about Demi Lovato's abortion song and asking if it's okay. Like, do you believe in abortions? Do you think that that's a, a right for females? And he's like, oh yeah. I'm like, What? But I know you don't believe that. Like he had a right. cross around his neck. I think one of the guys, he just felt like scared to say no. Like you could tell oh, he was yeah. like he, beating around he the was, bush. It looked like he he was might have been with his mom and like his girlfriend. Yeah. And mm. I could see the girlfriend kind of giving him a side eye. Mm. And so he's like, oh, yeah. yeah. I'm like, no. Answer how you feel. Yeah. But it's like, is that a trick question? Yeah. We're right. just, we just want your genuine opinion of something. Like, um, yeah. we're not trying to trick you or like put you yeah. on blast or anything. We just want you to answer how you truly believe 
yeah. what you believe. Right. That's it. Yeah. Well, well I don't know what that is. It's very, <laughs> it, it's very hard to date because we want men. This comes into like the second thing that's really important is having a man that makes you feel safe. And this comes from, you know, the a man, a man really identifying with the masculine traits of wanting mm-hmm. to provide, protect. And something that Andrew Tate said, which I don't agree with everything Andrew Tate says, I think he's very extreme, but I think there's some meaning in what he says that's right. like accurate. He has good talking points and he has bad talking yeah. points. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that he said was uh, that women are, w- when they're, when a woman is with him, he drives everywhere. He has a Lamborghini. It's a nice car. He picks the restaurant, mm-hmm. drives everywhere. Like a woman doesn't have to think about like, what time are we going to dinner? Where are we going? Mm-hmm. Who's going to drive home? Like, where am I parking? She doesn't have to th- think about a single thing when they're together. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and this is something that I think is huge and that a lot of men aren't doing. Chivalrous. Yeah, it's, it is chivalrous. And I don't, that was something that I did agree with a little bit. For sure. Like, it's not to the point where women don't have to think that when they're with me at all, like they just have to be stupid. I don't think that that's what he's saying. I think that he genuine, genuinely means a woman just doesn't have to plan in. She can trust in his ability to make decisions yeah, right. and lean on that and let him lead. And I think that's something that's really important that makes mm-hmm. a man a man is when he's leading and a woman can be her most feminine self. Definitely, 100%. And um, I've dated guys that lived in other countries and one in particular, uh, they lived in Saudi Arabia. And back then, um, women couldn't drive. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like, for me as an American, I'm like, why can't women drive? You know, like, what's yeah. why, why don't they have the right? Yeah. And they're like, well, women are so precious to us that wow, we don't that. want them to have to drive. And I was like... Oh my gosh, like that makes so much more yeah. sense than like you guys are oppressing them. Yeah. You know? No, we're we're taking care of them. Exactly. That's yeah. actually such a good point because I've heard that they can't drive and you know, everyone says that, well, you're so lucky you can drive here because women can't drive in other countries. But that from that angle yeah. is a hot take. I think that's great. I think that it's so different in other cultures. And when you hear them talking about it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. We right. want to provide for our women and men should be doing the most to make that happen. And exactly. They, they probably view it in in the way that women are precious because women give life. Yes. Yeah. And that's you know? more appreciated in other countries, uh-huh. sadly, than yeah. here. Yeah. I think that's a great point. Yeah. I think, especially in other countries, pregnancy is like sacred. Having yeah. a child is so sacred to them and they treat that mm-hmm. so differently than it's treated here. Women have to work throughout their whole entire pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Women barely get a maternity leave. Right. There's a lot of things that are so different in this country where it becomes not a burden because we know that that's not true, but that's a lie that they tell you here in this oh, yeah. country that pregnancy is a burden because you will have to be working up until your water breaks. You will get a few weeks of maternity leave and then you're going to have to rip that child away and drop it off at a daycare and you are going to have your motherly instincts while at work and it's going to ruin you emotionally. Yeah. And this is how we treat it in America. So then it does almost become a burden. Not really, but like it feels that way to women. Yeah. And in other countries, they treat it so differently. Women don't have to work during their pregnancy. Women don't have to work after they're encouraged to stay home as long as possible, like possibly throughout the whole child's life right. to create that bond because it's treated so differently. But in America, it's just wildly different. The contrast is yeah. very, very shocking. I agree 100%. Yeah. yeah, I think there's always a feminist angle to be found somewhere. By a feminist. And I think the whole women being precious in a country like Saudi Arabia, 
they would probably see, well, I don't need to be precious. Right. I don't need a man to I drive. I don't need a man to drive Says me Says the women that literally don't know how to drive in America. Yeah. They're like, I don't yeah. need a man to drive. Um, yep. no, I can attest I need I a man to drive. Would love for it. <laughs> I can attest to that too. <laughs> I can attest I shouldn't be driving. So funny story. I was flying home today and my flight got canceled. Yeah. And it was like, I didn't find out until right when I was like getting in line at the airport. They're like, oh, actually your flight's canceled. And I was like, oh my gosh, mm. how am I going to get home? And it was, I was just in Charlotte. So it's a six hour drive and someone else in line was going to Nashville as well. And he was not old enough to get a rental car. Mm. So him and his dad were trying to convince me to get a rental car so I could drive him home. Mm. So you guys can just drive together. I'm like, listen, no, I am not dry. I am. I am not going to be reason. responsible for your son. Yes. Right. Like, this is not, I just want you to know that that's unlikely that we might get home. Right. You might, you would rather wait. I should not be driving. I will admit that. Six hours. Six, six hours like through the mountains? Six and a half. Yeah. You don't even know how I drive. Yeah. I would be terrified if I was yes. your son. He would, no. it just is not good. So I was like, no, actually, I'm just going to get a different flight. And he's like, you should really, like, I'll pay for the rental. Mm. I was like, yeah, I'm telling you right now, this is insane. This I am a stranger. This is the option. Yeah, this is the safest option for absolutely everyone. I am a passenger. Right. I should not be driving that far, long distances. You just, no, I'm going to fly. We'll, we'll get home safely. Yeah. Um, so I just thought that that was funny because I'm like, yeah, I just don't like to drive. Mm -mm. I don't want to. I don't want to have to think about it. I don't want to know directions. And I think men are actually better at directions. Men like driving. Yes. It's like a manly it's thing. It's like therapeutic for men. Oh yeah, they'll go on drives when they're mad. Yeah. I would never get in the car when I'm mad. Right. Why would I want to do that? Like, could you imagine getting in an argument with someone and be like, I'm going to go for a drive. Like what? <laughs> You'd be like, wait, where am I going to go? Exactly. Go, go get, should I go get lost? Right. <laughs> I don't know. I'm but like, men do that. It's men like, do it's do that. Or it's like late at night, you know, back in high school, men like grab the keys and you're like, you want to go for a drive? Right. Like, it's not like women. Well, like girls. that was so they can make a move. Yeah. You know, that that's different. That's, that's what we did like back in high school. It's like, you want to yeah. go for a drive and it's down country roads and you listen to music. And yeah. so like, that's that was different. the thing. But imagine like, you're like looking at your boyfriend and you're like, grab the keys. You want to go for a drive, bam? Right. Like you'd so be like, manly. no, no, I don't want to get into the car with you <laughs> driving. You're like, right. absolutely not. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Side note, guys, not a sponsor, oh. but we want to give a shout out to another conservative, uh, the quartering. This is his coffee, coffee brand coffee. We just tried some today and it is delicious. So, so get some. Go check it out. Um, yeah. So besides the fact that women just are not great drivers and they're precious, so they shouldn't be driving. Yes. Very, great we valid point. We are um, I think... Another huge thing about what conservative girls want in a partner is finding a man that's going to make a good father. Yeah. Because I think this is something that is looked over a lot because people aren't thinking that far ahead mm -mm. and they just want someone that's going to fill what they want right now. Yeah. But they're not looking yes. for what's going to fill the shoes later in life. Like you need a man that's going to fill what you want now, what you need now, and what you're going to need down the line. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree. See, because like when I was younger, I didn't think about that. Mm -hmm. And I do have a daughter. My daughter's five Aww. and uh, she's with her dad right now. Oh. But now that I'm wanting to date more intentional or intentionally, mm -hmm. it's like I have to be real with myself. It's like, is this guy going to be a good father, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, but it's still kind of hard. Like, I've been single for almost four years, and I haven't just dated anybody since I've had her outside mm -hmm. of her dad. And um, 
you don't really want to put that pressure on someone to be, you know, but it's like if someone wants to get serious with me, mm-hmm. I have to look at their morals and values and like, are they even ready for this? Are they disciplined and yeah. things like that? But me at um, 24, when I was pregnant with her, like my standards and everything were like a whole lot different. And yeah. I never was thinking, of, oh, is this person a good dad? You know, like yeah. our relationship was good or I thought at the time, yeah. you know, and you're just young and blinded by a bunch of stupid stuff that yeah. doesn't even matter. Yeah. Well, yeah. first of all, I commend you because you're an amazing mom. Yeah. You're such Thank a good you. example. You're doing so much. And so well. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You're truly working to create a better world for your child. And I think that's one of the best things that you can do. Mm. For sure. So yeah. it's such a great example. But I think, like you said, it changes when you're dating versus like looking for a life partner. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot of qualities. What do you think has changed the most for you dating as a single mother? Um, Well, one, my daughter, she's only met one guy that I've dated um, since, you know, being single. But I guess the biggest thing is just, I don't know. It's like, you don't really know. Mm. It's like my time, I guess. I'm very cautious of who I give my time to because mm-hmm. they say like you can't help who you love. Yeah. And the pe- if I'm spending my time with someone who I know is like not good for me and I end up falling in love with them and then like my daughter has to be in that. So now I'm just like, I'd rather just be at home by myself, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. And my, and I thank God um, outside of being a mom, my work does keep me pretty busy. So mm-hmm. like I don't get lonely where I'm like, let me call over, mm-hmm. you know? It doesn't really happen. Yeah. 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 And I think even having a kid, You know, when you're younger, people just feel like it's not important to think about those things. But like you said, you can't help who you fall in love with. And if you're constantly calling up that person, hanging out with them a lot, and you know that they're not good for you, Mm -hmm. you're just going to let it keep growing. Exactly. And that's happened. I feel like that happens to the best of us. Like you're attracted to someone and you know they're no good. It's always temptation. And it feels good in the moment. And there's always something in the back of your head. And I, honestly, in your heart too. Mm-hmm. And it could be a spiritual thing from God too, kind of speaking to you saying like, I know you know that this is not good for you. Yeah. Right. I know you know, but that temptation is just very, yeah. very real. Yeah, I you think know. that happens a lot with dating. Like you have to decide if that attraction is worth losing your morals and values mm-hmm. for. Like if you are with someone that is making you feel so much worse when you're not together. Like you have to feel insecure and you have to feel that type of way. What is worth it? Like that relationship is not going to be worth it. You're worth more than that. And I think that's where we see a lot of the struggle too in dating is a lot of women are not going to walk away from things because they don't have that self-worth. Right. And it's a hard thing to have, but like it's such a good thing when you are able to cut something off and walk away from it because you know you deserve better. And that's Mm -hmm. the only time in which you'll get better. Right. Is when you know what you're worth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so anywho. Well, to speak on that, like what, what are some things that you would like to hear your partner say to you in a relationship? Whether it be like, I want him to tell me, like, let's say you're married. I want him to tell me I'm hot. I want him to say like... I want to see you naked tonight or like things <laughs> like, like what, that. What should a husband say? Like what should a husband say to make That's you like the feel right really good about yourself? Yeah. I just think it should be always, I want my husband to be like my number one fan, yeah. you know, without it being like beta male vibes, yeah. but like yeah. just like my number one fan and just always encouraging me yeah. and 
I don't know. There's not one specific thing, but mm-hmm. like if I put on, if I like change my hair, like I do my makeup, buy a new shirt, I want him to be able to notice it like yes. that, you know, yeah. and yeah. just like, come, like you look so good yeah. or just something like that. I would mm-hmm. enjoy that. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, love that. I agree. I agree. So what are some things, being a single mother, you kind of have to have a, almost a different perspective because you have another person to think about. So what are some things that are like, to change your list dating that you really need in a man for that? Um, definitely a man who knows where he's going. And like I said earlier, yeah. solution oriented because mm-hmm. having a kid, like nothing ever goes as planned. It's yeah. not perfect, <laughs> but I don't need someone who gets like frazzled at like the first yeah. sign of like something bad happening or just something going off schedule. Yeah. Yeah. So just someone who's like able to like stand firm and like be like a solid foundation as far as just like, I know when like we're together, it's like the same and I don't have to worry. And mm-hmm. uh, cause like when you bring a man around your child, you really are expecting or a hope you're expecting that mm-hmm. it's something long lasting. You're mm-hmm. not um, just trying to bring men in and out of their lives. Yeah. yeah. So definitely that, um, Someone who is happy in their career mm-hmm. and has a good career. Yeah. Um, because I do a lot by myself and I'm able to do a lot for me and my daughter. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't want to get with someone where I have to get another job or we're struggling, you know, yeah. like I want someone who's doing better than me. Yeah. 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 We were actually yeah, just we were talking, actually <laughs> talking about that. Just talking about yeah. this before you came is that um, some men in this generation are completely cool with the woman being the breadwinner or just they want to be the stay-at-home dad. Right. I've had that where you go on a date, they're like, oh, well, you have such a good career. I'd love to be a stay-at-home dad. I'm like, wait, Ugh. what? Like, no, no, no. Okay, that's just not how that works. <laughs> right. I'm successful, but you that should push you right. yeah. to be even more successful than I am, not right on my that's tailwinds. That's so interesting because we've also had this conversation where we've run into that type of man, but also the men that doesn't like it when you have a good career that yeah. might be better yes. than his. Yeah. Yes. That's like a huge turnoff for them. And or they get real possessive and they'll they'll come in and try to get you to quit your job or yeah. get you to do something else so that they look better than you. Right. Have you experienced that? Like where men are intimidated because you're very successful. Yeah. Well the guy was actually doing a lot better than I was. He owned like a six figure business or actually over a million dollar business. Um, But he did not like the fact that I worked in politics. Like he did not think that was feminine, like that I should be doing that. I should just be in the house. Yeah. Mm. And it was really hard because it was like, that was the one guy that did meet my daughter. And I really, really, really liked him. But I had to think about my future and like my happiness. And I feel like, yes, some women make great stay at home Mm -hmm. moms and wives and that's just it. But I feel like a lot of women, I honestly feel like every single person has like a mission on earth yeah. and they should be able to complete that. But it's mm-hmm. just like being with somebody who like you just have synergy with mm-hmm. and uh, they're okay with that because I do, there's, I mean, I don't know what I want to do like 10 years from now, but I want to be able to do whatever I want, yeah. you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah, you know what you want to do right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a great point is motherhood is an amazing thing. And mm-hmm. sometimes that can be your full-time job. Mm-hmm. And if you feel like you're being called to do more, you can do that. Right. It shouldn't be like the end all be all. And especially what you're doing, changing the world and working in politics and doing things that a lot of people aren't willing to do because it's, it is very scary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You put yourself in like the center of being cancelable and you have like a lot of scrutiny. It's, it is very scary and there's a lot that goes into it. So to be able to 
step past motherhood, you're doing that. And now you want to make the world a better place for your child. Mm -hmm. That is something to really admire. Yeah. And I think women should be allowed to do that. Uh, I, I do think that women should be like, if you want to be a mother, you should be able to do that. And I think stay at home mothers are awesome. But if you want to do more, do more. And I think it's really hard to date when a man doesn't can't handle you. it. Yeah, they can't handle it. Because yeah. it's also like, it's kind of a hit at their ego. Right. Yes. And Absolutely. I don't know what it is. I don't know if you experienced this as, as well, but if it, it bothered you that he, it bothered him that you worked in politics, I feel like that is something that's really hard to win dating when you tell mm-hmm. people that you're involved in politics. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what it is about men, but if, I feel like they think that they have to measure up against that. Like yes, they have to be, right. be they don't like they it when you can talk better politics do. than them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, I did uh, meet a guy recently and he like has been really great. But um, he is somebody who works in politics himself. And mm-hmm. uh, I do have like future goals of running for office one day. And yeah. he's like, you know, if you want to do that, I'm the perfect person. I have all these connections and I can help you and wow. all these things. So it's like there Dream are, five. you know, there's great men out yeah. there who would support it. Yeah. And uh, I love that. Yeah. But of course, there are the men who are intimidated. And like I said earlier, I don't feel like a lot of men have strong political beliefs. I hate when men try to argue politics mm-hmm. with me because it's like, you don't even know what you're talking about. Like, you honey, know? I'm but about to talk circles around you. Exactly. <laughs> but then that makes me feel like I'm in my masculine energy Like yeah. whenever I'm like going back and forth yeah. about politics with a man. Yeah. 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 And you want someone that's going to be able to match that energy and be right. able to have intelligent intelligent, well-spoken conversations about that because I think that kind of sharpens you. Right. If this is something that you love to do, you also want in a partner, something, someone that can understand that and have that conversation with you because I think sure. that makes you grow so much. And I know people say don't talk politics at the table and stuff, but when you love politics so much and you really want to change the world, it's not like you're talking politics and trying to start arguments. I think it can be a place of a good thing. It's a foundation. Right. It's everyday conversation. It's how can we change this change this, and make the world a better place? And you should know what's going on in the world right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. You can't always shelter yourself from it. I think the people that don't want to talk about politics want to be sheltered. Yeah, and That's fine, but... At the same time, I think that's kind of a bad thing. Like you just don't want to know what's going on in the world because it's scary. But if it's so scary, you should want to change it. Right. Exactly. I think um, people that don't say anything, I honestly used to be one of those people because I didn't feel like I was smart enough Mm. and I didn't know anything or I didn't know any better Mm. or than you now. Any better than the next person. (laughs) But honestly, that's how these dialogues are created. You have to talk. Like you have to have those conversations and those discussions because your friends might educate you and then you might learn something from them and then go educate somebody else. And then that person might have a different opinion and then it just goes in this ripple effect and you're all educating each other on something. And then now it's to the point where you can't have a different opinion than your friend. Right. Without them getting mad and then writing you off. Or telling you that you're a crazy person. Had that happened to me recently? <laughs> We're not friends anymore. <laughs> <You're> like, FYI. <laughs> but yeah, it's like we right now we're in a place where we're stagnant. We're not getting anywhere because nobody wants to listen if your opinion mm. is different. Mm. And I think we have to somehow change the framework of that. And it's it's having conversations in a coming from a place where it's not an attack. I'm not talking at you. I'm just, I just want to, I want to know what you know. I want to know what you think Mm -hmm. and let's talk about it. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think the conversations is where a lot of things can pivot and start and yeah. grow mm-hmm. and people can share their perspectives. Right. And I think that's what changes a lot. And that's something that we're trying to change on the conservative movement yeah. is not just giving speeches and debates and that whole roasting or destroying a liberal. Right. Like it's about having conversations and yeah. understanding and being able to see from others' point of view. Because like you said, like that was something that I didn't know about um, the death yeah the death penalty like giving it a pro life stance mm-hmm. I think that was so different so just having that conversation mm-hmm. it makes you think from a different perspective exactly right. we think, don't see that in the news it's not yeah. pushed so no. it is up to word of mouth and people like us you know and it sucks yeah. like because it might be when we're dating outside of you but when mm-hmm. we're dating we might have yeah. these conversations but it's just because we people don't hear it so yeah yeah and I think dating is truly like where you can see the pulse of culture. Yeah. When you get into the dating world, you're like, whoa, this is this whoa. is crazy because you see people's religion, you see people's values, they see what uh you see what people uh, I guess, like prioritized in their life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that speaks a lot about where we're at as a society. Mm-hmm. The fact that you can meet a guy and they're like, oh, well, I I just drink with the bros all weekend, Sunday brunch and, you know, thirsty Thursdays. And I'm like, <laughs> whoa, this is, this is a lot. Like, what, what are you celebrating? Yeah, you, what are you <laughs> celebrating? Wait, do you go to church? And they're like, right. no. I, they're like, oh yeah, I'm Christian. I'm like, oh, cool. What church do you go to? And they're like, oh no, I, I stopped going to church when I was in a, like sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Like, so like you're not religious, but you have been to church. So you can't really say that you're a Christian. So it's like these things that you just see how people prioritize their life and mm-hmm. they don't prioritize a lot of things of that, that have value. No. no. And yeah. so I don't know. I think that's just very interesting to like get into the dating world, meet people, see how I guess like normal society is living because when you're just focused around a lot of conservatives, like I feel like I do have like a lot of conservatives in my life and people that are very passionate about it. So that's the conversations that I'm seeing. Mm -hmm. But when you step out and just normalize it, you don't see a lot of that. No, not at all. And that's, I feel like it kind of makes me, like I'm so happy for um, the job that I have with the death penalty because prior to that, I worked around nothing but conservatives. But at my job, I'm the only conservative. All all, me, wow. all of my other colleagues are liberals. Wow. So yeah, but it keeps me, like we'll have debates or like we'll say, they'll say certain things. I'm like, oh my gosh, like people really think like this, you know, and I'll yeah. have to like say stuff back. And it's just like, you know, I've been so sheltered where I'm at, but it keeps me on my toes. It helps me grow and helps yeah. me come up with like more answers. So like if someone else in the future asks me something, now I have like a different rebuttal and yeah. I enjoy it. But yeah. it's different because like we're just so in our own little conservative bubble yeah. and we mm-hmm. forget like, oh no, the, the world is different out here. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's such a good point. And that's so cool that you are able to step out into a different kind of environment and shape yourself because when everything's one-sided and you're just in an echo chamber, it doesn't change anything. Mm -hmm. Like I said, it comes back to what I just mentioned. It's like, we we have to learn from each other and you're doing that exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what you're doing. And you're using that to educate more people. Yes. For sure. It's great. This is incredible. Do you have any other advice on dating and or anything else, like like being active in community uh, because you are stepping up to the plate and you are doing a lot. You are raising a child. You are a mother, which is an an amazing title in itself. And then you're, again, going out there and doing so much more. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. I think that's awesome. And a lot of people aren't even doing half of that. Nope. Yeah, well, thank you, number one. I would definitely just have to just say, like, 
for me, um, where my life changed is whenever I like gave my life over to God again, yeah. you know, yeah. and uh, just like take the will, like whatever I'm supposed to do, yeah. like let me do it. Because for so long, like you would hear people say that, but I was afraid because I'm like, what's he going to do? Like, is my life going to get horrible first? Mm-hmm. Like, so I was afraid to kind of give him the will. Yeah. But once I did, my life changed for the better. And I wish that more people would just kind of surrender themselves yeah. and their goals, just everything to God and just be like, what am I here for? Like, put, put me on my yeah. path that I'm supposed to be on. Yeah. And that's with anything with dating. Um, most nights I sleep alone, you know, me and my daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that, like, I have so much faith in God that, like, I know this is just, like, a waiting period. Mm-hmm. So it's just, like, I would tell anybody just, like, talk yeah. to God about it. Or, and if you haven't given your life over to God, try that and see if things aren't going good right now. Try it and see how it goes after that. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I think that's a great advice, especially yeah. when dating. You get caught in a waiting season and it feels just like it's full of anxiety and you feel like nothing's going to happen and you want to take things into your own hands to make it happen faster, but you're in that season for a reason. Right. And the waiting season can be hard, but I think it's can be full of a lot of reflection. And Um, reward. Yeah. Yeah, It can be filled with so many other things instead of just waiting for the clock to go a little faster. Yeah. Right. I always think of it like if I'm feeling this right now, then Mm -hmm. like I know there's like I'm going to have the opposite one day, you know? So it's like the more lonely I feel, that's great. That means the more loved I'm going to be, you know? So I try to. I try to keep a positive angle on it at all yeah. times because if God yeah. could change my whole entire life, you know, yeah. he could do the same for my love life. So yeah, absolutely. I keep the faith. Yeah, yes. keep the faith. Keep the and faith. I think that's a great way to look at it. And yeah. yeah. This has been really great. So great. And I love having another girl on here that can give us another perspective, especially with men. I hope you guys were listening to this and things that we're looking for. And if you don't have these things, that's fine. It's just uh, move on. (laughs) Move on. (laughs) But also some things to reflect and work on. And I think we all have the opportunity to do that. So boys and girls, good luck with dating out there. I hope this this helped. And we have some other dating episodes in the past that you guys can go take a look at if you want to hear more advice. Yeah. Jasmine, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for coming on. Thank you guys for having me. Bye, guys.